from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, May 9th, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by our favorite smart snacking company, Nature Box. Thank goodness. I'm hungry. Pop I know. Up, they, they, sent a, they sent us a new box yeah. uh, of all new treats. Nature Box is a subscription service that offers the ability to discover and enjoy delicious and nutritious snacks on a monthly basis. Uh, they have a wide variety of, of options for you. You can get a $20 box, a $30 box, or a $50 box. Uh, shipping's included, and you can like have a discovery where they surprise you, or you could like go online, naturebox.com, and pick out what you want in your box. It's fantastic food. I like the discovery thing. I wish they had discovery options at like every place with food, because I'll go into the restaurant and order the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But I wish is it, it would just be like... Is it the like, thing that you're afraid that... You, you know what you typically order is really good. Right, but my problem is I've never ordered anything where I'm like, at a place that knows how to make food, I don't like that. I've, so I've, like with Nature Box, there was a lot of stuff I had never had before, and I loved it. Like at Payway, I've had one thing ever. The first thing I ordered, I was like, I like this, and I stuck with it for like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. I'm totally the opposite. I, I mean, I like look at a menu ahead of time. I make three or four choices. Then I change my mind two or three times. Then I have to go get the server. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I totally need to change it. Like, it, it, it really now a well, serious decision. And I really like see, to branch out, but I like to put a lot of thought into it. See, I should see, be like that. My, my problem is if jambalaya is on the menu somewhere, I'm ordering it. <laughs> really? Like, it doesn't matter what type of restaurant it is. I can't help it. <laughs> But sometimes you have to ask for it specifically and tell the can chef. Can I just order make off me the menu? Do you jambalaya? have jambalaya? <laughs> like, can the chef? You're like, sir, is your chef capable of making jambalaya? Because <laughs> like, if so, I want that. The craziest off menu option I've ever heard. That <laughs> delights me. Sir, I love that. It, sir, you're at a Denny's at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no. totally. So this is a burger joint. Yeah. Can you put together a good jambalaya? So, so in our discovery box, we have South Pacific plantains. Okay. Ooh. Poppy seed sticks. Ooh. Those, oh, those I look love great. those. Those are oh, my favorite. Apple pie oat clusters. <laughs> Apple pie oat clusters. Huh. Cranberry almond bites. Okay. Mm. And uh, our last one, PB&J granola. Hello. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah. Jesse, uh, Jesse and Shauna, you have nothing. <laughs> Sorry, buddies. So I've got, I got a big hot bowl of jambalaya here. <laughs> <laughs> so, podcast listeners, you can go over and uh, get a special deal. If you go to naturebox.com slash relevant, you will get not 10, not 20. You will get 50% off your first order at naturebox.com. Um, I've been seeing uh, podcast listeners tweeting their Naturebox discoveries yes, right. and how great this stuff they is. They love so, them. Our, 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 our fandom is legit, people. Naturebox.com slash relevant. You get 50% off. Do I did it. not uh, go to podcasting school, uh, so is it good form to just openly eat on the air? Because <laughs> all three of us are like, oh, oh God, Naturebox. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, off. J- Jesse and Shauna off. talk for the next 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, Totally, because we have no Naturebox snacks. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios 
Eddie Pop Pop Coffold. Oh. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And from Chicago, mm. Illinois, the Kanye West of co- what? Pod- conference <laughs> speaking? Oh, man. What, what was it? It was the Kanye of. What was it? Oh, I officiated a wedding this That's weekend what? and it was so crazy and so fun. But at a certain point in the evening, the groom told me that I was the Kanye of weddings. So the Kanye of weddings, Shauna Nequist from Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Wow. And over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Yeah. Shauna, quick question about this wedding. Oh, yeah. Were you wearing one of those wireless flesh colored uh, <laughs> microphones that go right into your ear? The ones that look like a ward on your cheek? <laughs> I was not, but I have to tell you, I wish I had had one that day because it was so beautiful. It was great, but it was on a rooftop downtown Chicago so crazy windy super windy oh, yeah. and and so you couldn't hold any papers so i had that you know what i needed a hands-free microphone solution and i did not have one so instead i had like my ipad it was all like glinty and i couldn't see and then i had a wireless mic like i'm a oh yeah it's a disaster i mean it was it was a difficult situation <laughs> but i would have loved a madonna mic but you pulled it off because you're the Kanye west of weddings now apparently i am see when when, when camera first threw that reference out there it made me think that you like interrupted them during their vows <laughs> yo i'm gonna let you finish i'm gonna let you finish I'm sorry i just got to say something real quick i got to say something real quick i wish i would i, I wish you would have provided me with a madonna mic <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a biker wedding which was yes. extremely entertaining uh, it was it was quite a day a lot of tattoos a lot of head tattoos a lot of leather it was wow well speaking of head tattoos and le- and leather uh, we have a great show coming up for you today <laughs> coming up later uh, one of our favorite new artists Brady Toops performs in the studio we're excited about that yeah and um, no, it has nothing to do with head, tattoo- head tattoos or leather. You guys just give me no segue opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but before we get started, I, I again have to apologize because I'm, uh, I'm a little cranky because I was up late. Me too. So, I was up late because I was in Baldwin Park burglarizing, like taking <laughs> stuff out of people's cars. Okay. And so, then things got cray cray. So I don't, I know what I experienced last night, but then this morning, a neighbor from a block away called me and told me the rest of the story. Give it all to us. It is insane what happened in my house. And can, can I just say real quick, thank God it was your house and not some other Floridian because <laughs> Stand your the ground, person brother. would likely have been the victim of like a crossbow attack or some <laughs> other weird Florida weapon. You can, it is martial law down here. You can literally just do, I think that's what it's called. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So uh, me, me and Tyler were talking about this on AIM this morning. Had it been, had it been at maybe ninety percent of other Floridians' house, the burglars would have been dead or wish they were dead yeah. if it wasn't Cameron. So around three fifteen in the morning, I'm asleep. Uh, the, uh, give you the lay of the land. The my house is across the street from a large city park. Uh, there's playgrounds, ball fields, things like that. And then uh, I have a fenced backyard. My bedroom is in the back of the house. We have a porch, a covered porch that goes along the back. And there's a glass door in my bedroom. And then on the other end, there's a glass door to the kitchen. Okay, so that's the lay of the land. I'm asleep in my bedroom. 3.15 in the morning. Everything's pitch black. Um, My room shakes from the sound of a man getting thrown into the glass door in my bedroom. The glass door... So a man's being slammed into the glass door, thrown onto the ground. There's a bunch of screaming and fighting and wrestling. I woke it up, obviously, because the room shook. And I walk over to the glass door, flip on the light, and there's a man on the ground uh, being uh, uh, accosted by three large police officers. And um, 
Wow. I couldn't even open the door. It was that, I mean, it's right in front of the door, you know? And, and they're screaming. They're not, I flipped the light on. They don't even acknowledge me. I mean, this is like, like, it's clearly time. a culmination of, you know. So, after he's apprehended and dragged off, uh, one of the cops motions to me to go out to the front and he was going to talk to me. And so I go out there and I'm sitting on the steps and I look out the front of my house and the entire street is blocked off by 10 cop cars. All the lights are on. There's a chopper overhead. You know, like it looks like I walked into a war zone walking out in front of my house. I slept through all this and I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. He tells me that there was uh, uh, two people that were burglarizing cars all over the neighborhood over the last few days. And so they had a sting operation set up in the neighborhood and they caught him in the act and they, uh, or they caught him and then they fled. And so my neighbor tells me, this is filling in the details prior to me waking up. She was woken up. She lives one block away. And, um, she said that she was woken up because of the, 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 the chopper right over her house, shining lights into her bedroom. Uh, her bedroom's on the front of the house. She looks out the window and there are cops and police dogs in her bushes and combing the street, like literally a war zone. She said, don't, she saw, don't you think they should give the neighbor some sort of heads up? Hey, we're doing a crazy right. sting. Like, like a little business card tucked into your screen door. Like, Hey, yes. later three in the you're morning, be scared there's your a, life. a police dog. She was police dogs. She was, she was, her husband was out of town. Her two kids were upstairs. She ran upstairs and barricaded herself for a couple of hours because she didn't know what was going on in her yard. So what apparently had happened was, you know, these guys, the, 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 the two people fled into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So the chopper, everything, they're in and out of everybody's yards. It all culminates at my house. So the cop tells me that there was a female suspect who was hiding in my front bushes uh-huh. And and uh, the police dog tracked her down, attacked her, and dragged her out. And then they, uh, the guy, there was a guy who then fled, and they lost sight of him. He apparently jumped the fence, comes into my backyard, which is totally blacked out, you know, totally dark. And he goes onto my porch and hides in the corner of my porch next to my bedroom door. Right behind the tiki bar. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hiding behind furniture, like back there. So when they're scouring the neighborhood and then all the other people's yards and stuff, they're looking for him. And he's on my porch where I'm sleeping. And he's hiding, barricading himself. The dog catches his scent. They storm my backyard. He's trapped. The dog lunges into and attacks him. The police dog attacks him, drags him out, or you know, stuns him enough that then the cops swarm in. Literally SWAT team like came into my backyard. And took this guy down. CSI had to come out. It was a crime scene. They were they <laughs> neat. Yeah, now we're getting cool. They trashed my porch. They, I, mean, they, I mean, they when they when they went after the guy since he was like hiding behind stuff. They just threw furniture out of the way. I mean, they just you know so CSI had to come out and uh, you know I mean literally the like SWAT team and all this stuff and and uh, Cohen was asleep upstairs in his room. Now wow. I, I saw in a picture that you posted on Facebook there was a hat. Of the burglar, there was a lone hat, and uh, and so like after like the first wave of cops question, left, Jesse. I Good went back to look at the porch to see you know whatever, and there's this like camouflage you know like uh, hat you know cap uh, sitting there. It was kind of cool looking, and um and I was like I was like kind of walking around outside looking at it, and the cop you know like appears and uh, don't touch that. And, I was like, hey. and he's like, CSI's on its way. This is a crime scene. You know, you don't touch it. And I go, oh, so I don't get to keep the hat. He goes, no, it's evidence. You know, so I don't, I don't get that. When CSI got to your house, Cameron, and they saw the hat there, were they, <laughs> what was the guy that he kind of like, you know, stroll on up to you and goes, 
Looks like you found the lone piece of evidence here. Yeah. Hats off to you, sir. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I posted this picture, like, uh, you know, and, and like, 80% of the replies are like, the hoodman returns. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The, the hood, the hoodman took a year off and look what happens. Right. Uh, the, the block goes to pot. Now you got yeah. people just staring in your bedroom. <laughs> you, you, it's basically Gotham City out there. Yeah, somebody posted on my Instagram. They're like, you know, I, I recommend you get a gun and store it where your boy can't get it. I'm like, no. no well, good that, that would not have helped the situation. Not at all. I mean, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Just be like, oh, there's a guy on the porch. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shoot, shoot him yeah. in the face or something. It is Florida, like, what are you but gonna I do? Mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't get arrested. You'd get a commendation. You'd get, <laughs> it would be Cameron Strang Day. Yeah. People would give you medals and things. We live in a crazy, crazy, crazy Florida state. Florida scares me uh, so much. It should, Shauna. When you, when you finally away. come down and uh, visit, you're going to be escorted very quickly from place to place. <laughs> at, the, at the most, I think, like, nunchucks or, or like, a, a throwing star is the maximum home security you're going to need in a situation like that. Yeah. Because that's just going to agitate the guy, and he's not going to want to come back. Anyway, so So, I didn't get much sleep. You should try these South Pacific plantains. They are really good. They're so good, Josh. So obviously, we're already deep into the show. We're not even to entertainment releases yet, which is a phenomenon that happened last week. We, we, We were listening to the show afterwards and realized we're a solid hour in before we even got to Slices, which is our second segment, which should be five minutes into the show. First segment historically has been here's the cast, here's your entertainment releases, and then break, we're in slices. Nine minutes in. Right, but we can't be constrained by those rules. That's, so, the, that's what the man tells you to do. So no last way. week, you know, we, we discovered table topics, we got talking, you know, things, things happened, the NBA, you know, uh, you, you know, eliminated bigots, and, you know, it just, it all, next thing you know, you're an hour into the show. I saw on Saturday morning two friends who listened to the show on, uh, tweet each other, like, Oh my word, I'm like an hour in and they haven't even gotten to slices yet. And then her friend replies back, Yeah, I cleaned the entire house and you know, da da da. And then she hashtagged to her friend what I did before slices. And then her friend replied back to her and you know, made it funny and then hashtagged to her friend what I did before slices. I saw this, thought it was really funny, retweeted it, and our listeners went crazy. All week. It was so fun. All week. They started hashtagging or tweeting these things. Hashtag what I did before slices. Chad, are you pulling some up? Yeah, I'm scrolling through hundred, like literally hundreds and hundreds of tweets right now. A huge ship. One of our favorite parodies uh, his was Transist the Suez Canal. <laughs> what Love I did it. before slices. At official Robbie said, uh, a relevant podcast became a Boy Scout, then Eagle Scout, and then got kicked out of the Boy Scouts. What I did before slices. <laughs> <laughs> Already listened to next week's show. Cameron <laughs> <laughs> old Christopher May watched three seasons of Scandal while driving across the country. <laughs> what I did before slices. Oh my goodness. Hey, somebody did a little call back to Jesse's uncomfortably amazing story last week and just said gave my wife a very long massage <laughs> <laughs> what i did before what slices, I did before slices. <laughs> signed up online for my wing sommelier certification course <laughs> <laughs> what i did before slices oh, so oh that's good so you guys made us proud you guys made us proud this week and people uh, are so funny man speaking of, a couple other items from twitter this week uh number one i know we have an apology section later in the show i just need to let people know the fine people of oklahoma city i I'm sorry that I disparaged the company that paid for your arena. 
Cameron, you are Mr. Unreliable. They, Who are you? They, they are not a trash pickup company. Chesapeake Energy is a natural gas and oil company. Uh, I, I was thinking of Energy Solutions Arena in Salt Lake City, which also I did some research on is not a trash pickup company. Is any trash pickup company ever <laughs> I sponsored an Googled arena? Googled every NBA arena sponsor. And none of them are trash pickup companies. So I, I apologize to the fine people of Oklahoma City. And congratulations to Kevin Durant. Um, also on Twitter, there was a discussion earlier this week about introverts and extroverts. And I wanted to apologize to uh, Mishana Nequist as well. I, I well, was told she's a very much an extrovert. I don't know what I was thinking. You don't have to apologize, Cameron. I was just teasing you. But I, I, it's interesting to me that uh, as well as you know me, you would think I'm an introvert. That's fascinating. Well, okay. I think it's because if I take a Myers-Briggs test uh, for the last 20 years of my life, if I take it, I am a different outcome almost every time. Like I can't right. figure out me. And, and I always thought that I was an extrovert because I'm a verbal processor and I don't mind talking. But then I realized that that's not introvert and extrovert. That actually, like, I I recharge by sitting on my couch and watching TV, you know, by myself. Like, and that small talk and group settings and mingling and all that just absolutely is like hell to me. I could never. I just can't right. do that. Superficial conversations, I can't handle. But but that's not the definition. What is it? That's what I'm saying. Like, it is, I'm on a discovery of, am I an introvert or extrovert? I don't know. But, but real, real quick, before you give your diagnosis, Eddie, are, <laughs> are these classifications sort of arbitrary? Oh, because uh, everybody has tendencies both ways. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, you're not 100% of either, nor are you uh, – you're limited to that your whole life. It's not like, all right, here's my IQ score. I'm always like this. I, th- I think you move back and forth, and I think there's seasons of it too. But I think generally the way to think of it is what recharges you. So Friday night, you've had a – Really long week. You got you got the night to yourself. What you just you, go for the box of wine. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to like recharge? Are you going to go out and find some like five of your best friends and go get food and have a great night, or are you going to sit at home and read a book? See, I it's in between that. I right. would rather be with a, f- a couple of close friends, one or two, mm-hmm. and yeah, like go to dinner, grab a movie, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And and that that is rechar- that is fun and recharging to me. But a right. large group stresses me out, and I don't want to be alone all the time. I yeah. like until this last year of my life, I never did anything alone. I never mm-hmm. went to like a movie by myself ever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the strangest thing ever to like go to a restaurant and sit there by yourself, you mm-hmm. know. So. I, that's why I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't have clarity on that even myself. And that's where, Shauna, like, my mind went with you is like conversations we've had about kind of you have to like ramp yourself up for the, for the, the public side of things. Yeah. And then when I th- think about your social life, it's about inviting people you closely care about into your home. And so, like, I feel like that there's like a cocoon there. And that to me is a version of, Maybe introvertness, but I was wrong. I mean, I was just applying. No, I think I think what you're saying is exactly right. I think I've gotten. I think I totally am an extrovert, and things have gotten pretty far out of whack. Like I'm spending so much time with so many people, and so many of them are people I don't know. So I think even I, an extrovert, am having to come back into a little bit more of a you know. But but I think to Eddie's point, when I think of if. If I'm really tired going into a Friday night and I can do something that I know will like restore me, it's absolutely table full of people. See. Like that's like the best thing I like, can do. Like of. a large group of people are on a table. Yeah, but see, well, like 10. I think that's the difference is you're, you're defining – I don't think about like the size of the group because that's a whole different thing. Of, it's, the, it's the closeness of Even the relationships. Think of another person. Would you rather be with another person who you're having a fun conversation with or alone? I would choose alone. 
almost every single I would time. choose another person. But right. it's another person that I know. Right. I, 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 I hate being in situations where there's not... A, I have a few close friends and right. I latch on and I'm, I'm on, I'm all in and I'd, and I want to spend life with them. I want to mm-hmm. do things with them. I don't want to travel by myself. I don't want to spend time alone. Right. Well, whereas, and so you're probably more in the middle because like a, which is why I literally split Myers-Briggs right. totally well, all the time. Like somebody that is truly off the scales extroverted would just be like, Oh, I'd love to get into a room full of people and just mingle and walk around and <laughs> like a dinner party. I and avoid that. Like the play new, learn new things about people's lives and all that kind of stuff. My mom and my brother are super introverted. My husband is extremely introverted and I like literally like I just I think I'm, I'm curious about people and so even if I'm like oh I'm tired or I just can't help myself I'm like but I just I just have to ask about your shoes like I have to right or just I like just tell me why you ordered that sandwich or like but where are you from like I, yeah. I can't stop myself let, let, so. let me ask this real quick so I've only taken one of those personality tests and I was like may I was in a situation where I had to this is like in a job interview or in college or something <laughs> So what, what's the, and I can't remember what the outcome was, but what's the benefit of, I'm not, and I'm not saying there isn't a benefit, but what is the benefit of knowing that Self, for yourself? Self-care. I mean, it really is like, I, I need to know my balance because I genuinely enjoy also getting to know people and talking and learning stuff, but I, there's a tank that starts to get emptied with that. Yeah. And if that tank is empty and then I'm going into Sunday where it's going to be all day thousands of people like and the tank is filled with a box of wine (laughs) it's filled with a box well and i get home and i have nothing for brie and the girls and so for me it's uh, it's a lot of like making sure that i'm my best for all the situations i get to be a part of and so that's the the real reason of knowing the introvert extrovert thing is like because generally you you function how you function and you kind of know inherently okay my balance is off but being able to name that a little bit i think lends lends a little bit more stability to to the relationships that you're in. That's been that that's been the thing for me like that's been frustrating that I can't I can't peg myself through the ones that I've done up to this point. Although Don Miller gave me a book on your uh, the thing that you're obsessed with Shauna. What is the it? The Enneagram. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite. What what is it briefly? Um, it's well it has ancient Catholic roots. Before that it was it has some Sufi roots and it's been used in monasteries for, you know, like ages and ages, but essentially it's a way of profiling personalities that goes along nine different personality types. Um, so it's a little more precise than the ones that usually just have four main types or something. Um, and it has a lot of spiritual practices associated with it. So it's not just about you're a five or you're a seven. It's, and because you're a five, here are some practices that'll bring you toward health. Here are some warning signs. I'm like crazy about it, basically. Actually, um, Karen, uh, our mutual friend Brian came through town last week and I completely like Enneagrammed out at lunch and got out my flashcards. I got out my books. I mean, it was like a thing. I do it constantly. Aaron's mortified. Uh, I'll do it to anyone. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I yeah. see. I, that to me has been. I want that because, like, this last year where I've been in counseling every week mm-hmm. and stuff, like, it's been so helpful to become, like you said, self aware. I have a book. Like when we when we have anybody apply for a job here, I have them do a Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. um, and and I have a book called Please Understand Me Too. It's volume two, and it and it breaks down all the different Myers Briggs personality types, and it talks about it in the different contexts. So like yeah. this person in a professional setting excels in these types of roles. This is where they find affirmation. This is what they would struggle with typically, and socially, mm-hmm. they, their life looks like this. And it helps me understand the 360 of the person we'd be bringing in that, yeah, we can set them up for success, that the thing that that they're wired to do well, we right. can provide. And also, 
the affirmation that they need. They need this or that, you know, the things that they find validation in, we can provide. And it just helps me help them and, yeah. and serve them well and lead them well. And, and like, it's been frustrating for me that I don't have that clarity for myself, but through counseling and stuff, I've gained a lot of clarity about my buttons and right. stuff. But, but there's different things. Like, like I recently took, uh, took the Myers-Briggs again, and I was off the charts introverted, but only because I'm in such an extroverted job that it forced my, it kind of, it, 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 it's like a swinging pendulum yeah. really with me. Whereas like when I took it in college, I kind of had, everything was kind of balanced yeah. and it wasn't as intense as it is now. And so it does kind of shift with time. And so it's interesting cause it's like, it'd be helpful for you and for everybody to get a, like a current snapshot, not because it defines you, yeah. but it helps you understand you and how do you deal with stress? Cause you know, you're yeah. going to have another deadline week and well, what, like, what do you need to do to prepare for the deadline well, week? And I ask, I'm fascinated with this with like leaders who are out there. Like, so mm-hmm. Rick Warren, I asked him like, how do you like when, like when you turn off the Rick Warren thing, when you're not out in front, like how do you recharge? Like I'm fascinated by this. Right. And he said, I garden. And he said, if you're somebody who has to use words or, or talk or lead or whatever, be with people for your vocation, you need to have something in your personal life where you're working with your hands. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. so he said, for you, you're dealing with like you're writing and you're reading all day long. You're not going to find a pleasure from going home and reading more because that's work to you. You need to go work in the yard. And I'll tell you what, like it sounds very middle-aged, which I now I am. And, but like... I find so much like it's so stress relieving to like go get sweaty and dirty working in the yard, pruning trees, hauling stuff. I mean that he's he was dead on right. And if yes. I didn't have that release, that that yin yang thing, have to have it. and so same thing here. I work with my friends all day long, right? So I don't need the social thing at night where I need to go hang out with my friends. Right. I'm with my friends all day right. long, and so I go home and the the quietness of watching Naked and Afraid by myself. <laughs> Oh right, is, naked <laughs> and afraid is is I, recharging afraid. to me. And other people would Mute be like terrified. They're out and they're doing, and I'm like, that sounds exhausting, you know, because well, I'm going to be out tomorrow all day from nine to six, you know. Right. Well, what's funny is, Shauna, when you were saying that uh, the numbers are associated with different personality types that you can associate with your person, and, and Cameron, you could probably relate to this. My mind automatically went to like basketball. Where I know what a four is, I know what a five is, I know what their strengths are, or, or the different, yeah. you know, and that's kind of a, an interesting way to think about it. I think is that maybe you're predisposed to be good at a certain thing, but you know, in, in the sports context, you also know what the weaknesses of those players are, and your reliance on other, you know, personality types to excel. Yeah. Well, I think you're exactly right. That I mean, part of the reason I am crazy about the Enneagram is because it, it it's the first thing for me that's given me a, a really meaningful lens for kind of uh, both sides of the coin that each one of us are. The best parts of you are directly related to the worst parts of you, and it's a whole package. So I used to think like, oh, if, if only I could take care of all these terrible parts of myself and only be left with the good. But, you know, the parts of me that are energetic and optimistic and excited to try new things, most people who are like that are also a little bit flaky, are not great at follow through. Like those are the two sides of that same coin. So it gave me a little bit of grace with myself, hmm. but it also, it helps you. We do that so much. It, it has become kind of the shorthand in our community that, well, of course, this is how Aaron approaches the situation because he's a four, which is fundamentally different than the way... Matt would as a nine Mm. and the way a six feels in this situation. Like it's, it's given us, I think 
a helpful handle on how to interact with each other well, instead of expecting that we all feel the same way about one situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's what counseling has done for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, open my eyes to, yeah, you you and this other person will hear the same thing and filter it two totally different ways. Right. And it's how, you know, it's an understanding that and it's changed my interpersonal interactions and, and the people I surround myself with, I, you know, like, and I know like what they need from me more. Mm-hmm. I have more understanding and more empathy and like it's definitely changed things. I got to do this Enneagram thing. What well, I haven't, I haven't cracked it yet. I, should, I, let's we do, should it do it together. Yeah, we should do it. It okay. sounds very mysterious. We should do each other. We should take each other. I absolutely would talk you guys through it. Like we could Skype just like this. We yeah. wouldn't really have to record it for anyone else to listen to. It would be like <laughs> so, such a snore. I'm like, I would love to have that conversation. No, I, I want to I hear it. I want them to get deeply personal. For the I want per- it to get weird. It'll be on our permanent files. So you have to I'm have somebody administer it? You get the book Wisdom of the Enneagram. By Rizzo and Hudson. That's it's blue. I have probably bought 50 in the course of the last couple of years. When, when I they, was at Don's house, he had a shelf of them and he just hands them out I to just, people. Yeah, I just gave another one to Brian. Like I literally have a constant flow of them out of my house because I'm so excited about it. And then you read the healthy and the unhealthy description of each type. Okay. And usually what happens is you read the healthy descriptions and you're like, oh, I'm probably like a super fantastic three or like a super healthy four. And then you read the unhealthy and you're like, oh, busted. Like there's one of the nine when you read the unhealthy that you're like, oh, that's so me and I feel so bad. Um, and that's how you kind of generally know what your type is. I think that's the that's the key for me. This past year, like counseling and stuff has been understanding the bad version of my personality because there's there's a very good version. A lot of leaders, you, 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 you lead, but the bad version is like you get corrupted into like, uh, controlling and manipulation and things like that to get your way, or you could lead. Well. I mean, there's a positive and negative for every personality type, and having that self awareness is so key in your own development and growth. Yeah. Because um, it's not a bad thing that I have a, a vision or an idea, and I and I want to, and I will go through walls to try and make it happen. Right. But there's a bad version of that where I will try and manipulate and control things, and and it's you gotta you gotta be aware of that, you know. Good for you, man. I think Eddie is a two with a three wing. I was going to say that. Really? I, no, you are. I don't have any idea. I just ordered the book. <laughs> I just ordered the book, honestly, so it's on my, on its way, but I have no idea what you're talking about. I, 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 I have a good feeling about that, too, because weirdly, I had a dream where a spirit guide appeared to me last night. I just, I just Googled two with a three wing, and it actually came up as a thing. Like So that's... Yeah, now you're going to read about yourself and... If he breaks down crying while we're talking... It's not your fault. It's not your fault. (laughs) What am I, Shauna? The person that doesn't talk much and just sits in the corner and eats Nature Box. Holy... Wow. Is it right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just read it and I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. This is too real. Too real. Right? Isn't that what happened? That's how I stumbled into the Enneagram is I read a book on it. Totally like just... I found it somewhere. And I read about the unhealthy parts, frankly, of the seven and was like... Oh no! Wow! Yeah, super helpful. God, it, even the positive and negative stuff—it's really. Uh... Let's let's get to the negative, Eddie. What's, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the read here? I mean, I mean, well, what the heck? I don't care. In a misguided attempt to get others to meet their unspoken needs, they manufacture more and more imagery needs for others to fill, uh, uh, imaginary needs for others to fill. Their uh, their intrusive, self-satisfied help causes others to move away. To, I mean, it just keeps going and going. You sound and terrible, Eddie. I am I, I, <laughs> weird. 
Man, wow. I bought. I guess I didn't need to invest in yeah. an Aston Martin's worth of counseling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a book. Yeah. Hey, just, and and, uh, and well, it's uh, not even a book. Just Shauna really nailed it. Yeah, Shauna just saying it and me going to some. And then Google you can site. you can get this box of uh, do it yourself therapy table topics. Yep. And uh, good to go. You're good to go. Okay, so I mentioned control freak. Here's a table topic. What are you a control freak about? What are you a control freak about? This is weird, and I don't I don't think it says anything about me psychologically. But I'm easily annoyed if the volume is imperfect. Like if it's too soft or too loud, it it makes the whole chilling out watching TV. Thing. You are an audiophile. You are a control oh, that's freak. So my husband. Oh, that's funny. That's like good. and and I'm I'm a big muter. Like Dana hates it because I'll be working and sometimes I'll have the TV on mute and she thinks that's just a weird thing to do. But what if something interesting comes on and I can just unmute and it's at the perfect volume? Like, <laughs> there's no annoyance. Shauna, what do you control freak about? Um, I get a little, what, would I, what am I a little controlly about? Oh, kind of a lot of things. And the more stressed out I am, the more kind of weirdly controlly I get. Like it's kind of a gauge for, frankly, it's an Enneagram thing. I won't get into it now because it's sort of a, a deep dive into it. But um, especially in the kitchen, I kind of I kind of like to do it my way in the kitchen, which is kind of a bad quality. But uh, yeah, I get a little like, not that knife, not really like that. Oh, pull that off the heat, you know. So like my you're, husband just like absentmindedly like, walks in and starts stirring stuff, and and I'm like, oh, I have a plan. So, yeah. <laughs> or just real passive. But that's why your food comes out so perfect. Well, I don't know if it's perfect, but some of it is I just like when you were talking about gardening or you know, like cooking is totally that place where it's something with my hands. It's very sense oriented. You smell things and feel things, and they're you know, it's so relaxing for me. It's such like a restorative thing for me. Um, but then I can, I, I can get like a little touchy about it. Like I, I'm relaxing in here. Get out. You know, <laughs> Eddie, what do you control freak about? Uh, kind of plans and what's coming up. Like, uh, you know, like, like I've probably brought up what we're doing this weekend already like five times. Really? Yeah. I really, really like to know like what's coming up, what time, like what the, is that how you travel too? I mean, like do you plan out a vacation? No, because I prepare to be spontaneous. Okay. So it's just <laughs> what like, does that look like, it's like, okay, we will get on the plane. And then the next plan is to not know what happens when we get off the plane in this place, which in and of itself is a plan, but I have to build that in. Um, yeah, I get, I get pretty intense about like timing and schedule. Like my, how early do you get to the airport typically? I tip well, international or, or domestic, domestic. Yeah. Domestic. An hour and a half. See, that's why. 55 minutes. That's all you need. Okay, well, I've never missed <laughs> Depends, I've never missed on the airport. I've never missed yeah. a flight. There's a lot of different Chad, things. what are you a control freak about? I've missed a flight in my life. So I, you guys just... I am a control freak about the clean, cleanliness of my home. Yeah. I, really? I, yeah, yeah. I like to clean. That's my stress reliever. Like on Friday Cleaning? nights or Saturday, I love to clean my apartment. I'll turn on some music really loud, and I'll just go to town, man. And I just love my space being very, very neat and tidy. Jesse is just Jesse cannot understand. That's like that. Like if I know I have to clean on Saturday, it like makes me wish it wasn't the weekend. <laughs> Like, oh, man, I'd rather just get up and go to work. It's better than cleaning. All right. What pushes your buttons? What pushes your buttons? Poor, poor grammar on Twitter. Oh, wow. Uh, truth. I can't even. I can't even. It's it's Speaking like, of poor grammar. Oh, so you're one of those Y-O-U-R. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what annoys me, and it happens a lot, is when people correct my grammar. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it may just be because I'm an editor and I'm overwhelmed by that condition in the world. What did you do that drove your parents crazy? Oh my gosh. 
I think Shauna has. I think all of us have plenty of those. Maybe I not have Eddie. So many. Oh answers. no, I did. I think Jesse has. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I mean, this is a minor one, but I know it drove them crazy. I was all about some hot pockets growing up. Like I would eat multiple hot pockets every day. I used to leave the remnants of like hot pockets everywhere because I would be like really involved in like game of NBA Jam or something cool like that. And I don't know if you've ever left like uh, like a pizza. It's a pretty fully eaten pizza hot pocket, but. If you leave the plate and fork somewhere in the house for like a day, the the fork literally becomes concreted with the melted cheese onto the plate. Like that is now one dish. <laughs> you can't separate it without breaking the so, plate. So you would take the hot pocket out of its sleeve, put it onto a small plate, and you had a fork. You were a very proper hot pocket. I'm not, I'm not some Philistine here. Okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> I mean, how did you wait, wait, you ate it in the sleeve? I can't say that I've ever eaten a hot pocket in my life. But yes, I did. You, how, you, how ate, work, you ate it like the hot apple pie from McDonald's. You would just hold it. And yeah, that's like the why the sleeve. That's what the sleeve is. It's no, like the sleeve is for cooking and for eating. If uh, the sleeve wasn't for eating, it would just say, "Don't do not use this for." So exactly you make a little. Oh, that was just a given. Do not eat it in this weird microwave. Metal no, you just kind of push it, push it up from the bottom, and, like a popsicle. This is or right, like, or like a hot pocket. Or like a, okay. So <laughs> it's impossible to eat. You, everyone knows, Eddie. I question if you've ever had a hot pocket. To be honest with you, because no, you if can, you were to just bite off the the front of the hot pocket, just top down, right? Your mouth would be so scalded. No, no, that's what you do. You nibble no, you off the cut top. it open. No, and no, let no. That thing you nibble out. off the top to let you the steam off the release. Top, you let things go. You watch another round of WWF, but one of the early ones where they're just wrestling the guy in just the basic outfit that right. doesn't have a it, name. They're just the yellow undies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then, it's before the theatrics got involved in the pure days. Yeah, I, then you, I gotcha. you open it up a little bit so that it gets the steam out. Then in you go, and you're pushing up from the bottom, enjoying no, it, just no. going across so the road. When you make a microwave pizza, do you eat it off the silver tray, or do you put it on a plate? No, you cut that up, but it's not perfectly made in your hand. Like like it's <laughs> okay. like a hot pocket is designed uh, to hot, hold your hand. No, a hot pocket is one of those things that, in theory, works perfectly. <laughs> But when you're actually eating it, it's terribly designed. You kind of slide it, though. You don't necessarily have to push it from the bottom. You can just kind of, like, uh, scooch it forward. Push it out the little holes on the <laughs> side. like toothpaste. <laughs> no, you just kind of, like, like, pop it forward. I don't know how to say it, but... You make it sound like a weird, complicated motion. Listen, Eddie, you just put that on a plate, cut it, and eat it with a fork and a knife like a normal listen, WWF one. Jesse, I have did, never in my life used a fork, and I have been fine on Hot Pockets. Wait, you've never used a fork? Oh, uh, no, Hot Pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying in general. <laughs> in general. You said no, the no, sentence I was, only, never in my life. It's, it's all chopsticks for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> everywhere I go. No cutlery. <laughs> yeah. you, eat, you eat Hot Pockets with chopsticks. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yep. All right, Hot Pockets. What five foods do you wish were banished from the earth? What five foods do you wish were banished from the oh, earth oh, i've got this ham white chocolate cinnamon <laughs> cinnamon <laughs> what kind of answer cinnamon, is cinnamon? yeah cinnamon, cinnamon is the best i hate and it. ham me black jelly does beans. that count does bacon count no i like bacon i don't like ham ham white chocolate i, I am ham. that was one of mine so i really? get that yeah white chocolate is a joke it's what awful. is it? What is it's it? It's like messed up. It's like they no, take. No, it's delicious. Shut your mouth. They like are making regular chocolate. Then okay. part of it they like siphon off. That's got the good stuff. And then they the, make that into white chocolate. Okay, uh, not, I'm not fully sure how it all works. <laughs> There's the there. I remember one time I went to this basketball camp when I was you know like 14, and I lived for an entire week on white chocolate Hershey bars with Oreos in them, and they were. <laughs> and ever since then, I've had a really strong affinity for white chocolate. I will eat almost anything, really. 
I will not eat white chocolate. Like cinnamon kills me though. That is such a me, a weird one. Yeah, okay, That's this is the thing. I, there are two different kinds of cinnamon, like flavoring. So like Red Hots. I like Red Hots. Oh, yeah. But like apple pie. No, thank you. Ah. That, like, that like kind of sweetie, everything. Like the entire season of fall oh, yeah. smells like that like cinnamony. Yeah, you have those ready. broom oh, things that you sell at the grocery store. The Who cinnamon are brooms. you, Shauna? Who are you? I so, could live in a room full of those brooms. <laughs> <laughs> like I would wake up every day, like, oh man, the world is awesome. Right now. So, uh, me, black licorice for me. I wish that oh. was gone. Uh, black licorice and black jelly beans, all the black, all the licorice, yeah, all, all that. Oh, I like that. I'm having a hard time here, guys. Yeah, you're, you'll you'll put whatever you'll eat whatever's put in front of I you. I mean, it's right now, like it's it's like close to like lunchtime. We're recording this, and everything you're saying is making me hungry. <laughs> like, I'd be very sad if one of those things left this world forever. <laughs> so we don't have any I think agreement. Li- lima beans, lima beans for you. I hate lima beans. I would eat. I, I would eat a big plate of lima beans if you gave them to me right now. Put cinnamon on them. Ugh. <laughs> so we we are in no agreement. There's not one item we can agree on. Uh, I mean, I'd say ham too, but that's because I'm a vegetarian vegan. What up? Yeah. So three out of five of us would say ham could could leave forever, right? I, I don't. I, I don't. Mean, I'm fine with meat. How about this? Forever, I, I've but. never had. I can't remember the last time I had ham, so I, I don't oppose it. But I'll join you in your banishment. What about what about hot dogs or something like that? Oh yeah, I eat hot dogs all the time. Yeah, well they're, they're made of ham. So oh don't, yeah, actually don't I actually don't know, know that you know what hot dogs are made of, <laughs> actually, and I don't know that you know what ham is made the out most of. Generous statement anyone's ever said. And also, yeah, I, look, no, it's look, not. It's what pork, are you talking? Pork products. Uh, yeah, but it's not like all pork is like it's no, different parts of the egg. You have to use like a, a a mainstream meat to describe a hot dog. You're gonna go with ham. No, they're beef hot dogs, dude. They're beef beef franks. Beef franks, not ham. Uh, but oh, I, I like ham dogs. So soupy. <laughs> <laughs> ham dogs. I think you just take a slice thing. of ham and just roll it up, put it in a bun. <laughs> what, what about what about barbecue? That's made of ham. What? No, that's pork. <laughs> what's the, it's okay. pork. It's pork. What? I'm totally fine with pork. I just don't what's like. The, what's okay? Just, what's the it's, distinction between pork and ham? The way it's made, the way it's cured, the, the part of the same, pig that it's, it's the from? same meat. Yep, it's just totally right. Totally the same animal. It's same animal, but it's a different ways. Some yeah, it's is a different between. Some is barbecue. Some what is bacon. honey baked ham. So, Cameron, you would go the rest of your life without a honey baked ham sandwich. I can tell you, I've, that, I've probably never had a honey baked ham. That sandwich. crunchy, that crunchy part on the honey baked ham, the sweet crunchy part, makes me absolutely sick. I hate that so much. <laughs> it's a caramel glaze, isn't it? I hate it so much. Like, ugh, that is disgusting. I guess I would be. I could do without that. I hate that. Okay, so there you go. So, uh, ham could go. All right. I'd be very upset. I'd rather see turkey go than ham. But. No, I eat turkey all the time. I it's the same. Oddly enough, turkey and chicken, same thing. Same exact thing, according to Jesse. It's all one. Just kind of white bird related kinds of birds. Ham and pork is a pig, obviously. You're telling me I could just take a pig and I could have ham and pork and bacon just all from the same animal. I, that's what I, that's what I mean. It's it's you, you can't you can't make the distinction. It's one meat. You're doing away with all the pigs, and everyone's gonna regret that. Everyone's gonna not like you guys because you got rid of pigs. So dumb. I don't even know how to respond to it, and you won't quit. Eddie, if if you had like a scientist, okay, just I understand a scientist. Okay, okay, listen. If you had you had a scientist. And you gave him like a plate of, of, of bacon and you gave him a plate of your ham and, and your and your precious pork hot dogs or whatever. You 
and you had the science, and you said, "Okay, use your use these petri dishes or whatever, and and determine the genetics." Guess what, dude? They're the same. You eradicated them all. You are. I just use science to zing you, dude. You are adamantly wrong. Adamantly wrong, and I like that. Oh my god. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. So, so you're saying hot dogs are made I'm out of bacon? On the genetic level, yeah. You you, you, you you took away all those delicious foods because of no. Your they're just saying. The, they're just saying the the ham itself. They'll leave all the other pork products in play. Just ham can't be made anymore. That's all they're saying. Yeah, the way that pork is made into ham, I right. guess. Yeah. Okay. Let's just not involve science. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why do I don't? Why do I dislike ham, but would like a hot dog if they're the same thing? I, that's a great question. <laughs> I would love to know the marketing. It's just marketing. <laughs> it's, it's what the man tells you're, me. You're a slave to the, the big hot dog. <laughs> big, big hot dog. The big hot dog lobby has got oh you wrapped around God. their finger, Eddie. They're trying to push. Hand to the side and you bought in. Oh I'm using science. A hot dog you're is made you're of a victim of the lobby. That is amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bye, you, dude. Wake uh, up. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Oh, wait. Entertainment releases. We have. Um, we got our new uh, got hashtag s- for this week. We got stuff coming out. Music coming out on Tuesday, May 13th. Neighbors is coming out with Will You Please, will you please Be Quiet, Please. Neighbors, Will You Please Be Quiet, Please. <laughs> Uh, the Pains of Being Pure at Heart, Days of Abandon. That's a great album. Uh, Little Dragons coming out with Nabuma Rubber Band. Tori Amos is still making music with Unrepentant Geraldines. Levi Weaver is coming out with Your Ghost Keeps Finding Me, which is streaming right now on The Drop. Your Ghost Keeps Finding Me. That's pretty terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's a great album. Uh, and The Black Keys coming out with the highly anticipated Turn Blue. Turn Blue coming out. Uh, movies coming out on Friday, May 16th. The Immigrant, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and others. A Million Dollar Arm, the John Hamm uh, cricket movie. And Godzilla, the Brian Cranston actually looks good Godzilla. When I heard about this, I thought, oh, no. And then the trailers look amazing. Yeah. So Brian cool. Cranston's kind of awesome. Yeah. If I they hadn't cast him, him yeah. it wouldn't be interesting. Yep. That's exactly right. All right. That'll do it for your entertainment releases and table topic cards. Okay, Chad, let's just call it. We've gone long let's again. Call it. Let's call it. We did it again. <laughs> let's change the order of the show. Okay. Let's do what? this. All right. For the first time ever. Ever. Let's do the Brady Toops performance before Slices. Wow. People want to hashtag what I did before Slices? We're going to give you another yeah. 10 minutes. Listen to, to Brady Toops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I, hashtag what I did. All right, so stay tuned. Up next, Brady Toops. You're listening to Coldplay. The song is A Sky Full of Stars from their upcoming album, Ghost Stories. What's with all the ghost albums? I don't know. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Orwells. Uh, the song is Who Needs You. Pretty Toops is a singer-songwriter uh, that's living now in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, originally, he hails from Minnesota, and he spent the majority of his early years succeeding on the baseball diamond. It's crazy. Even playing for the St. Louis Cardinals from 04 to 06. Yeah, pretty awesome. It's pretty nuts. I have his card. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to look awesome. for it. 
Um, yeah, like I said, he's now in Nashville um, where he's reading, writing, recording, and touring. His latest project is a self-titled full-length album that was produced by David Linner from All Sons and Daughters. It's a unique combination of hymns, spirituals, and traditional singer-songwriter tunes. You can actually hear the entire album right now on the drop at relevantmagazine.com. When he came through our studio, uh, he performed a few songs, and we recorded them, uh, filmed them. They're, they're on Relevant TV as well. Performing Come On Home, here is Brady Toops. I haven't seen you around here for a while. Mentioned your name and I saw him smile. Sitting on the front porch waiting. Sitting on the front porch waiting Every little one to him belongs He might be weak but he is strong Sitting on the front porch waiting Sitting on the front porch waiting He's sitting on the front porch waiting home So come on home Come on home Forget, just come on home. Love and pain, you've known too well. And backs right down to the gates of hell. Sitting on the front porch waiting. Sitting on the front porch waiting. Mercy's reaches within your grasp. You find it where you found it last Sitting on the front porch waiting You're Sitting on the front porch waiting You're Sitting on the front porch waiting home So come on home Come on home Though you left, he couldn't forget Come on home Come on home Come on home Though you left, he couldn't forget Just come on home Can you see his eyes? They search for you Can you feel his cry? They long for you That was Brady Toops. Make sure to watch the video of that performance on the podcast episode page on the Relevant YouTube channel and on Relevant.tv.
You're listening to Spanish Gold. The song is Out on the Street from their upcoming album. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, well, this is absolutely terrifying. Uh, the Chinese military, up until a few weeks ago or a few months ago, was at war with migratory birds. Okay. Okay. So the <laughs> the military had uh, these big birds setting like nests, like in their air force base equipment, and it was causing a huge problem. They tried everything to get rid of them: uh, bird netting, firecrackers, even live ammunition. At one point, this is from the Chinese military website, soldiers showing valor in the face of such risk as slipping and falling had to climb up trees and destroy the nest. So they were actually, you know, it, it got so bad they were actually sending soldiers to fight these migratory birds. Uh, birds. Well, they recently uh, found a solution. Can anyone guess what that solution is? A gun? I don't know. They tried that. It didn't work. An army of trained monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> they have literally, and, and and for all we know, the monkeys are being trained to fight the birds. We this could be the read t- between the lines here. This is Planet of the Apes, Ex- exactly. But even more terrifying because those apes, you know, they're trying to figure it out by themselves. These are literally being trained by a, a, a massive military. <laughs> so right now they have they have apes in there's a, there are monkeys in China that destroy up to eight nests apiece every day. Oh my goodness, that's a full day. I mean, they're just taken down. So so basically, they're training monkeys to to be able to do what soldiers cannot do. So like I said, read between the lines here, and I think. We know. I think that this this story was strategically leaked. Don't cross China is the message here. <laughs> there is literally an army, an army of monkeys waiting to do their bidding. I just can't. I it's can't. just like Wizard of Oz. It's Wizard it of is Oz. exactly like that. It's Wizard of Oz. That scared me too. I did not like. Well, we don't have to. That was the mind. scary part for sure. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. All right, what do you have, Eddie? All right. Um, well, this is disgusting, but I wanted to tell people because I know we have listeners, I'm sure, in Texas, uh, in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, folks in Wichita Falls, Texas, you immediately not need to not drink the water anymore that's coming out of the tap uh, because they are in the midst of a significant drought. Okay. And uh, that's not good. And they're saying that within three years, they would be out of water. Um, there's a lot about that I don't understand. Like, how do you run out of water? Where is the water coming from? I mean, is it just like, does it stop raining or is it underneath? Well, yeah, the- it's a drought. You just said that. It stops raining. That's what a drought is. Yeah, but how would they say that within three <laughs> years they'd be out? Like, they because don't know if it's they have rain. large reservoirs under the, like, uh, uh, under the ground where water goes when it rains. It goes down through the ground and goes into these massive, large reservoirs. And if there's no water going into it, then, and that's where they, they stick the straw in that thing, and that's where they pull the water for the town. But and no, it, it, it empties. Eddie, t- tell you what, man. Listen, after my scientist comes in and does the meat experiments yeah. for you, <laughs> I'll get him to explain aquifers, and this oh, whole thing aquifer. will be cleared up. Yeah, and, a- and and so and that's how sinkholes happen in Florida is empty aquifers, huh? Because it's it was filled, what? and then it hollows out, and there's weight on top, and the top collapses. Wow, Florida's the weirdest place. It is really crazy. Well, that wasn't the slice. Oh, okay. Totally. Okay. I mean, that was just the setup for it. Okay. Um, so anyhow, they've come up with a plan, Okay. which is now that you will go to the bathroom, you will flush your toilet, the water goes uh, through a 13-mile pipeline into a treatment center, 
and then back out to your tap. So yes, <laughs> nope. you are now drinking your. Do we have a bleeper on this? Uh, it just yeah. doesn't bother me at all because I believe in science. So this, their this abilities is the- to distinguish, like high science, like the abilities to show similarities in meat genetics and things. So no problem. Yeah, right on the toilet. I hear what you're saying, but like, isn't that? And this isn't like a hey, a thing we might do someday. Help me wash it's, down it's a big like, plate of ham. It's like we we just drink our you know bathroom waste now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what they're doing. And circle it's, of life, man. Circle, circle of life. life. Hey, what do you think they do on the space station? I mean. Well, but when you go into space, yeah, you're all you're all about but the space, expectations man. of quality for going into space versus the expectations of quality for living in Wichita Falls, Texas, I think are two different things. I don't think that they're making astronauts drink poop water. I think they have technology that totally cleans it of all the bad stuff. And that's they're applying that to Texas because Texas, Dude, I don't know about that. Don't they have like water tanks up there or do they recycle it all? They recycle. <laughs> huh. I mean, it has to be self self-sufficient. Didn't you see the movie Biodome with Polly Shore? We do not know anything about science, do we? If that's what we're <laughs> referencing to understand what's going on, I think that's. <laughs> I think we've made it clear that we un- we have a, a very clear yeah. understanding. What have of we science. What have we learned today? Ham and hot dogs are the same thing. <laughs> Biodome told us that it's okay to drink our own pee water, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think we're good. And this is the point in the show. I, I have one every week where I say, this is just exactly like spending time with my boy children. Right. <laughs> on this podcast is exactly like spending time with a two-year-old and well, a seven-year-old. Shauna, boy. this was the main feedback that we got before when it was just us, because this is what would happen starting <laughs> right after. It's the week of... And, then and, it was, and, and Shauna, I'll have you know, for time constraints, I cut out a portion of the discussion about humanities. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, Wichita Falls... <laughs> So it could be worse. That's all I'm saying. Um, it's a dark. It's a dark rabbit hole. Is it really called Wichita Falls? Yeah. It's oh, called, that's ironic. Sort of an ironic name, isn't oh, that's, it? That's, that we don't want to know what the falls are. Now. Hi-oh. Yeah. yeah. So, but one expert notes the vast majority of water that enters a wastewater plant doesn't come from a toilet. They come from sinks and bathtubs and washing machines and dishwashers. And so it was like, what's a big deal? Bill the gross. big deal is that that's all scary poison, and then there is just a little just bit of tinkle in there. Breathing a town of astronauts <laughs> and Polly Shores. I mean, yeah. if, I don't know, man. That I was pretty great to me. I, I don't really get grossed out by that stuff, but this this actually grossed me out. Because all you need is for the whole thing, like the plant, to just shut down for five minutes and be like, oh, we got to get it back off online. But there, then, but there was a pipe's worth of, of stuff that got through. That that you never recover right from Eddie's that. House. <laughs> you never recover from that kind of like damage. Shana, what do you have? I have. So I just had a conversation with a friend uh, this last week, and then I ran across this article, and I thought, oh, this is just exactly what we were talking about. It's a list of twelve all-American foods that foreigners think are ridiculous slash don't understand slash cannot abide. Love it. So, um, what are the twelve all-American foods? That when people come here, they're like, what's wrong with you people? Ham hot dogs. Ham hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs are not one, but corn dogs are one. Really? Well, apparently so. Yeah. Fine with <laughs> hot dogs, but <laughs> batter them with cornbread and put them on a stick. They're out. I mean, it's just the hot pocket form of a sandwich. I mean, you just make it more easy to carry. I mean, it's the same thing. It's bread yeah, around. It's, it's, it's a more efficient meat. hot dog. Yeah. How about like a... Well, I don't know, because you're left with nothing with a hot dog, and you're left with a stick with a corn dog, unless they invented some cool edible stick that I don't know about, <laughs> which I doubt, because I eat a lot of corn dogs. How about like a hamburger? No, they like hamburgers. 
white chocolate and cinnamon. <laughs> so that's what I added to the conversation. But mm. no, they're fine with both of those. No, but one of them is uh, American chocolate. A lot of times, especially Europeans, yeah. and this is part of the conversation I had with a friend, is Europeans tend not to like American chocolate because it's not as it's got a lot more sugar and a lot less chocolate. I will give you a hint that several of them are what I would uh, put under the category in the category of Southern food. Oh, grits. 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 Totally not down with grits. One Southern breakfast food and one Southern dessert. Mm, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Oh, not oh, down oh. with gravy. Sausage gravy. Huh. And then a dessert, you said. like A traditional like Southern cobbler. dessert that wigs people out. It's the color that gets them. Poi? <laughs> no. Black licorice. Red, red velvet cake. Oh, of oh. course. Yeah. Because it's so unnatural looking. There is one food above all the rest that was like far and away, generally people who are not from the U.S. see us eating this food in all different forms and constantly, and they're like, why are you doing this? A a KFC double down. No. Especially kids eat it, and you combine it with something else. Macaroni and and cheese. Macaroni and cheese? No. Cereal? Kids eat it. No, but that's number two. Cereal. Especially brightly colored, heavily sugared cereal is not, people are around the world, are not a fan of our American. Not a fan of Fruit Loops. They like muesli and stuff like that. (laughs) I I buy Kashi cereal now, by the way. Mm. I am old. I like Kashi. By the way, you're like. Like, hey, I forgot to tell you guys. Yeah, by the way. Just as a quick heads up. Just confirm it. I mean to let you guys know I started buying Kashi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just confirming your uh, I'm aging rapidly thing. Switch over to the Kashi I aisle. Just, I just needed to get that off my chest. Kind of give you guys a heads up just in case you found out from a source that wasn't me. I am buying Kashi. The, rumor, the, the rumors you've likely heard are true. Started buying it about a month ago. I don't regret it. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> okay, your kids love it. You pair it with something else. We go through jars and jars of it. At peanut our butter and jelly. jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. So peanut butter is the one that, that people generally say, like, why do you eat so much of this? Why do you put it on everything? And then, oh, my goodness, why do you mix? Why do you put it with jelly? This is so Funny. weird. Why? Because we invented it, and we have the perfect. right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how they feel I about- can make a peanut butter and jelly. Like, when I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it, it, is, it is like four <laughs> times taller than an average human's <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Not well, only do I, I load it with peanut butter peanut and jelly. Butter. I'm crazy about it. So yeah. I, I think, yeah. But Banana, honey, go nuts on that thing. All of it, yes. Go cray-cray. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, another performance from Brady Toops. You're listening to Vacationer. The song is The Wildlife from their upcoming album, Relief. When Brady Tubes uh, came through the studio recently, he was actually on tour with one of our other favorite artists, John Mark McMillan. Now that's a concert. Yeah. Yeah. So the first song he recorded, guitar, singer-songwriter. And then he saw our piano. Our baby grand piano. We rolled that thing out, and uh, he performed this next song. It's beautiful the video is beautiful everything make sure you watch watch the uh, performance performing oh for grace here is brady tubes
Brady Toops. Follow him on Twitter at Brady Toops and make sure to watch these performances at relevant.tv. I'm not even trying to shake this smile. Let the song begin. While all the candles shake. Whatever's past is gone. We've got a brand new slate. Rappers on our You're listening to Levi Weaver. The song is Borrowed Clothes uh, from from the album Your Ghosts Keep Finding Me, streaming on the drop. Your ghosts keep finding you because you're wearing borrowed clothes. Maybe the ghosts stay with the clothes. That's true. I wonder if you thought that through. That's yeah, why you don't buy robes on eBay. That's that's one of the things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All borrowed. You're just asking for a haunting. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want a good way to invite an unfriendly ghost to your house? Buy a used robe. <laughs> no one sells. No one sells the robe. Every, never, n- everyone knows against that. It just gets better and more comfortable with time and c- conforms to your body. The only way that that robe ended up on eBay was the untimely passing of its owner. The other day, I was, uh, I think it was Saturday morning, I was lounging around in my White House robe, uh, eating eating my kashi on the back porch, and uh, Cohen came Wait, out. Wait, you're eating kashi now? And Cohen came out. Stop. Cohen came out, and he's like, I'm going to wear a robe. And so I had purchased him a little robe, and so he put on his robe, and Daddy and Son were sitting on the back porch in our robes, That's eating awesome. cereal. So <laughs> we're officially 90 years old. So. That's pretty cute. Really I cute. like that. This week, our feedback segment is brought to you by our new technology partner, GoDaddy.com. As the world's number one domain registrar, GoDaddy uh, currently manages over 57 million domains. They provide award-winning 24-7 customer support, and they have everything you need to get a website up and running. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a new transfer of a .com domain or a new purchase of a .com domain for just $2.95 for relevant podcast listeners. You can start your website today. You go to GoDaddy.com, you enter promo code RELEVANT, and you get 80% off in your own .com for just $2.95. Remember, that's promo code RELEVANT at GoDaddy.com. Do you guys all own like a web name something? I mean, you do, Shauna. Do you guys do you own like Cameron String? I do. I have CameronString.com. Yeah. ChadMichael.com. I have not he, put anything on it in three years. You know what gets me? I thought, well, I, I should probably go on GoDaddy and buy some. There is, my name is like a password. So I could never just buy eddiecoffolds.com. Nobody would know how to spell it. Right. Although I should probably buy it now, shouldn't I? Because I just... You, you should do Edward you know, or Eddie. Edward or Eddie. I have a similar kind of name, so... Oh, yeah. But then you get away with it. That's... Well, I don't know if it's getting away with it. Actually, owns- if you look in my blog, like what people use to search to get to my blog, it's just a hundred misspellings of both my first and last name. Oh, really? Totally. Well, yeah. Sh- Shauna and I, you know, she's written for for us for a lot of t- a long time, and you know, we spent uh, we were at an event last summer and spent uh, time together. And literally at the end of it, after I like we become good friends and like really get to know her, I like r- wrote her name down in my phone. And totally misspelled it. Yeah, and she looked at me going, "Yeah, that you're wrong on both of those." I'm like, <laughs> I was like "Dang it!" I was over two, I was, but it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. And like people I know very well in my actual real life misspell both my first and my last name, and yeah. I have just no expectation that it will be ever any different. I answer to absolutely anything. Shauna, why why didn't you hyphenate? Shauna Heibel's Nyquist. Yeah, I, I sound like a like a delegate from Norway from for the UN. Like it's just too much name, you know? No, I mean, it's, it's too much name in terms of like, it's a lot of consonants. It's a lot of kind of hard to spell names, but also I think it's just really important to me. Um, I never wanted anyone to say like, Oh, she's hanging on to something there. Like she wants to make sure she's got this kind of a little bit public name to stay with her throughout her life. Like I really wanted to say like, I love being a part of my family, but having that name, uh, I can let that go and I can join a new family. It was really important to me. You are your so, own person. You can get a B if you want to. I was yeah. I was really impressed about that, Shauna. You actually. won't be sent to the woods. And <laughs> and I I recognize I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I'll just ask you, but like you it would have been easier, like probably at some point, like starting off in your career to just be like your stage name would have been Shauna Hybels, right? Like right. wouldn't that have been that was like a really awesome decision not to do that. Oh, well, I mean, I think we joked about this at one point. I was fairly far into like the signing a book contract process before I like clarified to them like, well, and obviously like we're just going to, it's just going to be Shauna Nequist on the book. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, that 
seems super cool of you. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? wow. We're going to take a zero like, no, off that totally advance talk about that if you want to, but it's not something I'm flexible about. And mm. it was, <laughs> it's really like they wanted my dad's name on the cover. They wanted him to do a forward. And I was like, no, we like, I adore him. He adores me. Right. He is not a part of this process for me right now. Like it was actually really, really important to me. Um, I just yeah. wanted to know, you know, it, I wasn't working on his behalf. I wasn't, you know, this was something I wanted to do on my own. So I'm a little less funny about it now because I don't know why, but uh, first book, especially and first speaking tour, all that stuff was really important to me that I had a little bit of distance there. When people introduce you, do they mention like your family? Some do and some don't. And uh, it used to be, again, like I wanted to know there was a little bit of distinction. We moved away. I worked at a different church, you know, but now that I'm back at Willow and I teach there sometimes and like for those lines to be a little more, clear now doesn't bother me a bit but it took a little while hmm. really I, I was I, a totally impressive. different thing but my dad's in certain circles in christian publishing known yeah and here i'm start, and there's just this assumption in the early years that my dad owned this company or like you know just or you know just like i and i it was so important to me that i stand on my own two feet and i'm like this is a separate identity and all this stuff and um now i couldn't care less I mean, you know what I mean? Now, I, because I'm, I think you both have, you've established it, and now it's like, well, you you figured out and did it. You're your own entity, and now there's less of like that pushback to to have to, uh, to prove that. Or, you have yeah, to prove right, that, yeah. 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 It's really interesting. But I mean, even in hindsight, I, I don't know that it helped. Or I Like, I don't know that I would do it again or care you, you as don't much. Know what, you don't know that you would care as much? Yeah, 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 yeah. In again. hindsight, I don't know, like, if I had to live it all over again, if I would have cared. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, of course I get opportunities because of my dad. Of course I do. I would never say like, oh, I just completely pulled myself up by the bootstraps. Like, of course I was given opportunities that other people didn't get. But it's really important to me to just keep in mind, like, if you do good work, that's what matters. Right. Nobody keeps getting opportunities surely because of their relationships. Right. You have to you get those initial ones and you have to do good work. And so. I'm I'm a big believer in probably nobody gets there on their own, but nobody s- keeps getting opportunities without being really dedicated to what they do. Right. So, which is evident of the fact that you have three books. Like nobody just gives away books. Like there's a reason that two and three get to happen. It's because one is great, and so they continue to you know the like, tough thing. That. But that's I mean not entirely true though. I mean because oh, yeah. it's true to for Shauna, but like they're in the in, especially in the Christian world now. You can hype and market yourself to get your second and third book. You can like create buzz around your brand, whether or not you're doing good work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can, and I, that is that is one of the things that rubs me the wrong way. Like if if somebody's a self promoter, I will go out of my way to make sure that you that I don't yeah. promote you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just it's vaporware. I just I'm not interested in you making your own hype. Do good work. Make substantive things that matter, and the audience will find it, and they will talk about it, and it will be impactful. You don't need to hype yourself to me. Well, and and we were talking about this at lunch yesterday. Like, have a well that you're drawing from. Yeah. You can tell immediately if – I mean, well, well, I'll I'll state it in the positive. When you read a Tim Keller book, you know that not only is he brilliant and he's done incredible thinking – but also, he is with real people in a church. He is preaching. He is doing pastoral care. Like you can tell, he's drawing not only from a wealth of education, but a wealth of 
of experience and God moving and getting his hands dirty in the world that he's trying to write and talk about. Like you, you can tell sometimes in this culture that we're in that sometimes they've started to draw from nothing. Yeah. They, they, and, they get their big deal. They, they're the, they're the flavor of the month. They go and buy into their own hype and then they go and they become a brand and they leave the thing Right. Or they, they, you know, they don't, they aren't drawing from well. You're, they're not grounded anymore. Right. And then that second book, that third book, that fourth, it's just like, yeah, who cares well, anymore? Yeah. You know, well, and part, part of the issue with evangelical publishing in particular is they're not looking for writers. They're looking for people Platform. that will sell books. Yeah, platforms. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like where people who writing is secondary. Right. And I oh, think they have you, you have this many Twitter followers. Here's your, here's your contract. Mm-hmm. So and that's what I'm saying. You can get a second and third because, book because of your blog. You know, you, it's not because of what you're actually like yeah. producing. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think Shauna's unique is like she's grounded and she's and you know, serving and she's involved and she's in leadership and, and it's, she's drawing from the well like you're talking about mm-hmm. and the, and the stuff that she is writing matters. And so people are drawn to it. And, and it's that's the why opposite. people connect. Yeah. Right. It's the opposite of this hype machine stuff where people are like, care about me. Look me here's right. my new brand here's my new thing here's a buzz and it's like yeah i don't care anymore right you know right anyway. one thing we always talk about it in terms of a band thank you by the way that was such a nice thing to say um but we talk about it in terms of like you fall in love with a band you fall in love with their first album and it's about like kansas and cornfields and late nights and pickup trucks or whatever i don't know you like you fall in love with this world that they and then they do a second album and it's all LA and it's all airports and it's all hotels and it's all, and you realize the people you fell in love with aren't living that life anymore. And I think I like it when you, you read someone over time or you watch, listen to their teaching or whatever, and you sense that they're invested in their own world, right. not off in like airport green room world. Yeah. I, I think it's so attractive when you see people like, we are actually still gathering around this table that I told you about three books ago. Right. Or this person is actually still meeting with this tribe of people that they connected with 15 years ago. There's something about sensing a real quality of life behind that machine. It's, and, it's and one of my favorite things about Joel Houston from Hillsong United yeah. is that he is serving, he is leading, he is involved in the local church, and he understands that the local church is what birthed the songs. And so to leave the thing that birthed the thing to buy, you know, so if he's not on an actual tour, he is at church, every service, front row, he'll do the announcements, he'll do, I mean, I sat next to him. I mean, he's just there, right. and and he's involved in the local church. And I think not, that's not so getting vital. ushered in and out quickly. No, it's like hanging out with yeah. his people. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's like when priorities get messed up. You know, no matter what it's in, whether it's you know being a musician or or yeah. like you were saying, Cameron. Like when the hype gets too big, it's like the 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 ultimate product suffers. And I feel like sometimes that happens before even. You know, a book is probably like though a name will be signed, and they and you could probably say, "Hey, what's the book about?" I don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. You know, right. it's like I, I don't know. I just feel like th- there is a lack of writers that are writers first that aren't mm-hmm. you know someone who who built a brand around themselves, but someone who cut their chops writing. And I feel like that that wasn't always the case with Christian publishing. I mean, some of the great you know, books that we have in Christianity were from, you know, like someone like Chesterton Mm. was a prolific writer and, you know, published newspapers and was a publisher. And I feel like we lack some of those voices these days. Well, even outside of writing, I think just, I think that there's just the time that we need to get back to, especially in the age of Twitter and you can create your own platforms and you can like hype your, you can create your own hype machine. We need to get back to just focusing on what is the unique thing that God's called you to do 
commit to it, do it well, and do work that matters. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about hype. Don't worry about promotion. Just do work that matters. And if it's good, <laughs> people will find it. Mm-hmm. And, and it will go beyond you. And it wasn't up to you. Because yeah. if you can create your own thing, then why do you need God? You know, you should be doing something that's bigger than yourself or yeah. part of something that's bigger than yourself. At the end of the day, this is all kind of nothing. I, I, right. I don't mean to be negative, but no, it's just it like, is. really, what does this matter? What matters is, you know, like wrestling around with Eve and Lucy this morning and the conversation that I get to have with someone in our church that's, you know, thinking about getting a divorce. Like, that's the conversation I'm having this afternoon. Like, that is substantive and real. And, and it's not like the rest of it is unimportant, but it's it's perspective on the entirety of what we're what we're actually doing here in this time we've been entrusted with absolutely <laughs> holy smokes <laughs> anyway okay well it's time for your feedback <laughs> uh, last week we asked you if money was no object what kind of birthday party would you throw for yourself you know the hard-hitting issues of today that's what we want to uh, discuss with you guys if money were no object what kind of party birthday party would you throw for yourself you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com you also hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and posted on our facebook page here's a few of our favorites well this is one that i'm fairly sure eddie wrote under someone else's name <laughs> sneaky uh if money was no issue i would rent out willow creek church and hold a dc talk reunion concert <laughs> and after the concert we'd have an after party on the lake behind the worship center on a huge boat i would spend the rest of the night in a white house robe looking for notes my father hid me all around the church it's <laughs> definitely so written by fun, eddie fun though right <laughs> I mean, why would we not do that when we really think about it because it DC Talk guys would probably just be like, I know we got to get out of town to continue on tour, but we'll probably chill with you guys. And then we're all just chilling together, right? Then you're best friends. Sounds awesome. It's so fun. <laughs> and then I'm just, and then there's like that weird moment where they're like, oh, we forgot to do this one song. And I'm like, oh, but I know the beatbox part to it. And then it's just like, oh, okay, well, let's just try it. And then it's amazing. Eddie, right. come up and on stage, they, try it. And right. then you're next thing you know, you're on tour with him. You're a new member. Bingo. <laughs> This is well, this is my idea. Jonathan Ellis on, on Facebook. You guys know I'm not into going to space. You guys know my feelings on that matter. I've made. Them. I, I don't know this. <laughs> oh God. I think you know. I'll keep this brief because I know we're pressed for time. But the, my here's the thing. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, if I had all the money in the world, I would go to space." That sounds terrible to me. Like, Why? Like a long because you have I, to drink like recy- recycled pee water. That doesn't so much bother me because I'm like a fan of science. And, you're a fan uh, of science. Well, if, if you're a fan of like science, dehydrated, if they had like the dehydrated powdered ham, it wouldn't bother me. Okay, the, if you, but if you're a fan of science, like space is almost like the culmination of all yeah, of our but scientific I'd be knowledge. Much for, I'd be much, I'd, if you could say you can go to space, which okay. is the equivalent of like a really long, uncomfortable flight. Okay, which I really don't like. Okay, or where you're you could, strapped down. Yeah, where you're strapped down and you get a, a, a window like you know the size of your fist to look out of. <laughs> okay. Or you can be at home and watch Cosmos in the comfort of your own home with a big plate of water that is untainted by urine and a big plate of ham. I'm taking this water. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds way incredible. better to me. Okay. All right. So you don't so like space. Anyway, anyway. You don't like space. Okay. So, but I do say this is a great idea. Jonathan Ellis said he would take a group of friends to the International Space Station okay. with the main event being an epic zero-gravity dodgeball tournament. I don't even know how that would work. I don't know how you throw the dodgeball in zero-gravity, but it sounds kind of awesome to try. 
Didn't you have like those NASA films in school where they, you know, showed astronauts like throwing, you know, grapes at the camera and stuff like that? You can throw stuff. Yeah, but it'd be really easy to get out of the way. It seems like I don't know that it would because very slowly. No, no, no. How? What traction would you have to uh, get out of the way? Because if I'd he threw it. it, yeah, you'd catch it. You'd catch I, it. That's true. Very easily catch it. You don't like, have to go there. The, the key is just to play defense in that game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. But it'd still be fun. It would be fun. Except I would just do the the plane, the zero gravity plane, where they go up and you get like three or five minutes of weightlessness when they're coming back, you know. You don't need to go all the way out to the International yeah. Space Center. Yeah, I, I get really motion sick. It just doesn't sound pleasant. All right. All right. Uh, Nicholas said that if he if he if money wasn't an option, he'd rent out studio uh AH, you'd like this one, Eddie, at Thirty Rock where they where they film SNL. He would then pay to have current and former cast members there, and they could reenact a bunch of their favorite skits together. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, JJ Getz uh, said for her birthday party, uh, she it would be to have a guest spot on the podcast with the whole cast together in the studio. Hashtag a girl can dream. Well, she, in a way, kind of did because her husband hung out with Eddie last week and brought oh, yeah. us all this stuff that's sitting around our desk right now. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Ben. Yeah. Benjamin yeah. Getz. Benjamin Getz. You know Ben and JJ. Like, they've been on like Twitter for... Ever talking to us? What awesome. did they bring you? Well, he uh, works Benz. for Yelp, which is like an internet site that you tell where you eat and stuff. I don't. Understand so he brought us a uh, bag of that Yelp. Was probably schwag. the worst description of a website. <laughs> hey, internet! Here's where I had dinner. I'm pretty sure it does more than that. <laughs> uh, where, where you, you're legally, you have to go to this website and let them know what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Yelp.com. So he brought us all kinds of stuff. Yeah, though. we got we got Yelp uh, bandanas, Yelp koozies, Yelp. Uh, Ponchos, Yelp, Yelp. Did you go lip, give Yelp a good Yelp rating? Uh, I did. I mints. Did. I Yelped uh, all of it. Lip balm. Yeah. A really nice handwritten and, note. He and I sat and had uh, a nice coffee together, and he's a really exceptional guy. Benjamin awesome. and JJ gets so so good JJ. People. So we'll we'll figure out a time when yeah. Sean and Jesse can come in, and and uh, we'll, we'll invite you we'll, guys. We'll in. offer JJ. To yeah, come that join like us. wouldn't be a thing. Like that could just happen. That, that's like very. Good. It's town, much more doable than the dodgeball in space. A little bit more doable. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for last week's. Here's this week's... Editorial question of the week. Well, you know, earlier we did a lot of questions of the week, and uh, one of them we thought would be fun to throw to you guys. We want to know what pushes your buttons. Everybody has them. Have little pet peeves, little things that get under your skin. We want to know what yours are. If you want to answer, uh, hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can also reply on Twitter at relevantpodcast.com. And you can post on our Facebook page. We'll read our favorites next week. Many thanks to Brady Tubes for performing uh, for us this week. Make sure to go over to relevant.tv or the podcast episode page to watch these the videos of these performances. They are amazing. Uh, or you can find them on the Relevant YouTube channel. Um, if you want to check out his full-length album, it's streaming right now on The Drop at relevantmags.com. You can find out more at bradytubes.com or follow him on Twitter at bradytubes. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I am Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Shauna Nequist. For Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. 
It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Listen, I've been meaning to let you guys know I started buying Kashi.